Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Charles Sabansi from the Dreamers Pro Show, and we want to welcome you guys to the Dreamers Pro Podcast, where we cover everything from sports, hot topics, classic debates, entertainment, and where we give you guys a fresh perspective on things and how we see them. Now, let's get started with the first topic of today's show. The ESPYs just took place, right? And um, I never watched the ESPYs. I never really watched these shows, so I don't really know what goes on at those shows until... The next day when they bring out the highlights and the clips, whenever they post it all over the Internet. Right. So that's, you know, standard procedure uh, for me. So this last one happened. So the morning when I woke up, I was going through my phone and <clears throat> I saw various thumbnails of various people. I saw LeBron there, but I was I woke up, so I wasn't really paying attention. So as the day went on, I started seeing clips here and there uh, about some things that LeBron said. But I saw like the headline that said, um you know, I will be coming back. I'm not retiring. And, and of course, I wasn't moved uh, by that because who thought LeBron James was re retiring? Nobody thought he was uh, retiring at all. Right. So uh, that was that. Then I started coming through the Internet and I started um, hearing uh, various personalities talk about uh, LeBron's statements. And um, one of those people <clears throat> was Rob Parker of Fox Sports. Now, Rob Parker has been the guy to always kind of poke fun at LeBron. He's been doing that for years. He calls him the Fafote, uh, <laughs> which is it's pretty funny, which is the finals failure of all time, all of that stuff. So he always pokes fun at him uh, on his show, especially when he used to go on Undisputed. Maybe, maybe that's the reason they're like, nah, you, you can't come back here anymore. So apparently I, you know, I was, this thing was getting all this attention. So I actually went to go listen to the, to, to what LeBron said. I didn't watch the whole thing because there were clips all over the internet, <clears throat> but, but basically LeBron said something to the, to, to the effect of, um, he was accepting the most record breaking achievement. And then, um, you know, I think his family was up there. Then he says something about like, you know, I know some people love me. I know some people hate me. Uh, and then he said something to the effect to the effect of lucky for you guys, I'll still be coming back. So whatever. So then Rob Parker caught a whiff of his whiff of his comments. And on the uh, the odd couple, when it came time for him to just basically, you know, explain his thoughts on LeBron, man, he he went in. He went in. So what we want to do is we want to play what Rob Parker had to say about LeBron James, and then we're going to come back and react to his comments. Take a listen to what Rob Parker had to say here. This is the reason why people don't – it's hard for people to embrace LeBron James. I'm just going to mm. say it. Everything is contrived. Everything is uh, rehearsed. Everything is phony. And, and, and so it doesn't feel right. Like this, like contrived uh, conversation last night. Like he was announcing he wasn't retiring. Who thought he was retiring? Jr. Nobody, nobody. thought he was retiring. Nope, nope. nobody. No, and, nobody and, and, thought he would retire. And and this is the point. When he did it after they got swept, uh, first by Denver. When mm -hmm. when they got swept in the Western Conference Finals, the way he was able to uh, uh, just deflect. Getting swept in the Western Conference Finals was to say and throw out a hint that he might be retiring. That was right. a, which was never uh, real. That was I don't want everybody to talk about me getting swept. I don't want anybody to talk about uh, uh, the, the the Nuggets. So if I put this phony story out that I might retire, that's where the conversation went. And the next day, of course, that was the conversation. Then ESPN has like uh, yesterday, and credit to Dan Patrick 
who ripped ESPN for this like it was breaking news. LeBron's not retiring. Really? The only breaking news that would be real is if LeBron announced he was retiring. Not that he's not retiring. That's not breaking news. Breaking news is stop the world. LeBron is calling it quits. Not that he's going to continue to play. How is that breaking news, JR? It's not, and you're going to pop a blood vessel, Rob. I mean, we know LeBron's game. I can't believe after all these years, LeBron still gets your dander up when he does these maneuvers and makes makes these moves and plans out his legacy step by step, manipulates the media, manipulates people. We know he wants to play with Bronny. So hook or crook, he's going to make that happen. So we, we knew he wasn't retiring. LeBron's all about the theater, Rob. It is one of those things that he's been great at, in fact throughout his entire career. His knack for taking any situation, no matter how good or bad, and making it a personal triumph in some way, it's probably unparalleled in the history of sports. How good he is at it. Let's let's be honest. No, but uh, see, here's my since, pushback. Well, one, since the bubble chip with his Lakers, you know, his career has been uneventful. Passing Kareem was like the highlight, but he knows there's no more championships, Rob. He knows there's no more MVPs. There's no more billing as the best in the game. It's a about legacy now, about Bronny and Bryson, everything nice. So that's what he's really focused on. And like I said, the theater, he's an actor at this point. Yeah, but the the issue here is for all of that, you lose people, and that's why he's still out here Mm -hmm. trying to get people to respect him and feeling like he's been slighted because he keeps doing it. Do you remember after they won the championship and he said, uh, that, when y'all gonna give me my damn respect? Yeah, why would I you do. have to ask that? Why, I know. why would you have to ask that? When are you gonna give me my damn respect? Because everything's contrived. Because everything is just—it's just disingenuous. That—that's the issue. Is but didn't that, he is say that, it was to the to our benefit and the fans' benefit that he'd be back? Like, are you dying for LeBron James to come back again? No, but that—but that is the point. Is that he's trying to make it. <laughs> Like, uh, well, you guys are lucky that I ain't going. I'm not stepping away. That I'm still going to be around. I mean, dude, stop with with all of that. This is why, you know, uh, people don't look at him as the goat. A lot of people. This is why, even after uh, Michael Jordan had the last dance, and ESPN did a poll, and mm-hmm. and and uh, Michael Jordan swept the poll. I think in almost every category, and people got to see him, and still didn't think LeBron was the greatest. Right. And and he just continues, let other people shower you and, and give you your flowers and respect you for what you've done. Whenever you stand there and you say, yeah, after we came back from 3-1 to one against Gold State, that's when I knew I was the GOAT. Who says that? <laughs> so you heard what Rob had to say, right? Uh, he definitely wasn't feeling it. Uh, he wasn't feeling it. Uh, he said a lot of things, you know, uh, why do you have to – Give yourself the praise. Why do you have to say you're the GOAT or the greatest? Why don't you allow other people to say that about you? Uh, nobody thought that you were going to retire. Why are you saying all of that? Like, Rob Parker wasn't, um, he wasn't feeling it. But uh, what's going to happen is you're going to have some people out there because I've noticed there's this kind of dynamic that exists where some LeBron supporters believe that, listen, if you're not saying anything nice about LeBron James, you need to send him a check for all of the revenue that you generate off of things that you say about LeBron. And uh, to that, I say, I I I think that's a fair compromise. I think that's a very fair compromise, to be quite honest with you. 
but let's do this. Given the fact that Jordan is a GOAT, Jordan is considered a GOAT by many. Um, and you had people like Nick Wright, Kendrick Perkins, Shannon Sharp, and all of these guys basically slandering Jordan, Colin Cowherd, slandering Jordan for all these years and making millions of dollars off of him. So we'll, we'll come to this. We'll come to this agreement. Let Shannon Sharp, Nick Wright, Kendrick Perkins, Colin Cowherd, uh, Jason Williams, all the other people that hated on uh, Jordan, let them uh, do a wire transfer to Michael Jordan's foundation. They probably have made at least 50, 60, 70 million dollars or more, probably hundreds of millions of dollars with TV revenue off of bashing uh, Michael Jordan. And then once they do that transfer, then Rob Parker, myself and all of these people, you guys can link your account details in the comment section and then we'll do the transfer to you. How about that? How about that? But you can only transfer money. They were only going to be asking them to transfer money for the time that they said negative stuff. But for the nice stuff, make sure you keep all of your money. This is your, your, your listen. Listen, there's a segment uh, out there and you're dealing with people that have very, very not not all, but there's some people that people that said stuff like this. Um, your people, you're dealing with people that, that have their reason on a very, very low level. Right. Their brains can't process information properly. Uh, and they say things like this at all. But when you can create a little echo chamber of people, you know, twerking it up with you, then uh, you feel like you're saying something. Listen. Um, I think what Rob Parker was saying was something that a lot of people felt. A lot of people. A lot of people felt like that was just a moment to, you know, self-congratulate yourself. Um, basically, it seemed, a lot of people, I've been hearing this word get thrown around a lot, which is LeBron is a narcissist. <clears throat> uh, that he cannot help but talk about himself and he cannot stand being a part of, not being in the limelight. To me, which is which is really strange. Uh, to be totally honest with you, it's really it's a strange behavioral uh, pattern. And I'll tell you why. Here, here, here are the facts. LeBron is one of the most famous people in the world. He's one of the richest people in the world. Um, he plays, you know, in a, in a league where a lot of people watch, you know, the product. So to me, it's quite astonishing that he feels this need to constantly seek attention, you know. You juxtapose LeBron to Michael Jordan, who is by far more famous than LeBron. But Jordan never seeks attention. It's a, it's a really, really interesting uh, dynamic that exists. You know, it's like, praise me, praise me, praise me, praise me. And if you're not going to praise me, I'm going to create scenarios for myself that you guys can then talk about me. Um, you know, I've always said that it's LeBron fans that annoy, that annoy me. But I've always said that LeBron does have some antics. And this is the antics that I'm talking about. You do something like this. People criticize it because they don't like it. But then you say you're he, he, somehow he's a victim. So where where is the accountability here? LeBron is he does nothing. He's error free. But you guys decide, man. Y'all let me know. So whenever you guys are ready to do that wire transfer to Michael Jordan Foundation, let me know how, when you guys set up the group. Uh, once you guys start, you know, pulling your money together and then uh, once you guys make the transfer, then we'll follow. We'll, we'll follow after you. Now, if you're enjoying this show, be sure to follow us on Facebook at Dreamers Pro Official, Instagram at Dreamers Pro, and leave a review to let us know what you think about today's show. Now, let's continue to the next segment. LeBron seems to be the talk of the town right now. A lot of people are talking about him. Let me say that once more for the people in the back. A lot of people are talking about LeBron. You know, LeBron gets talked about every day. A lot of these people need him to pay their bills. That's why they talk about him every every single day. 
and then they project. But anyway, so LeBron has been talking. You know, they're discussing him a lot. Why? Because of the ESPs. They're just Pat ESP. Whatever. I don't care. I don't watch the show anyway. Uh, a, a, an award show that ESPN created, uh, and basically he went up there to collect an achievement award for the mo- what is it? The most some stupid award. I don't know the name of it. Right. So anyway, he went up there to uh, collect this award. And while he was up there, he started to give a speech, and um, I think his wife presented him as the goat, <clears throat> which was a part was beginning, but it was beginning of the cringiness. But to be fair, that's his wife. So if his wife is going to say that, I totally understand. It. Matter of fact, if I'm him and my wife is not saying that, we're going to have problems. So I totally understand that. I can't be mad at her for saying that. Uh, that's what she's supposed to say, right? That's supposed to be your biggest fan, your 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 companion. But anyway. Um, she said her part. Then LeBron went up there and then he started talking. Then I listened to it, right? Because it was floating all over the internet. And he said some things that <clears throat> didn't land so well uh, with a lot of the people that will listen. Now, here's the interesting thing. Apart from the apart from the fact that people who don't support LeBron were, you know, um, discussing his comments. You ask some people that actually are big LeBron James supporters who actually came out to call him out for his speech. And a lot of them described it as cringy. Right. And one of those people uh, is Colin Cowherd of Fox Sports. Now, Colin Cowherd is a very big LeBron James supporter. He's a huge Michael Jordan hater. He's been there since he got to the network. He's been hating on Jordan for, for God knows how long. Right. So we'll be expecting checks from Colin Cowherd for the people that said people that don't that people that don't say nice things about LeBron should send him money. So you go ahead and send send, send the money to Jordan's account anyway. So he, uh, he on his show, <clears throat> he was discussing LeBron's speech. And uh, yesterday, when he had an opportunity to kind of give his thoughts, he basically said that, listen, bro, this speech is cringy uh, and you just got swept. Talking about if we're going to miss you, bro, there are a lot of great players in the league. So what we want to do is we want to play what Colin Cowherd, this is one of LeBron's you know, supporters, play what he has to say and then we're going to come back and react to it. Take a listen to that. Outside of Nick Wright, I'm about as pro-LeBron as anybody could be. And outside of the decision... I don't think LeBron's had a lot of cringy moments. And by the way, politicians, star athletes, musicians, there's a lot of hubris. Uh, there's a lot of entitlement. Uh, we see it with our politicians. So there, there's going to be some cringy moments. Uh, you're selling you all the time. Add on the social media stuff. I get it. It's not the end of the world. Uh, I, I, I did think, though, the decision, it didn't bother me, but it bothered a lot of people. So I, my sensibility could be wrong. Kind of over the top. Lucky for us. Standing ovation, playing to the crowd, I get it. But, you know, like, I understand it's a star-driven league. Like, I get it. But how about we make something cool in 2024 and beyond? An occasional moment of humility by a pro athlete. That, that would be great. By the way, I think that's why I like Jokic and Giannis. I think it's why I like them. Like, they're about the team and the community. It's okay. I know they won't get the ratings or sell the shoes of others, but it's kind of nice, right? It's, it's why I like college sports still. They're kids. The coach can actually coach. Everybody's not fearing their job, and they're really grateful to be part of something local, a community. It's special. Um, Tom Brady, I thought, did it right. Remember, his got at the end, it got weird. His wife wanted him to retire. He didn't want to retire. There was the Miami Dolphin thing. It got real wanky at the end. Kobe had one great performance at the end. Uh, Jeter last at bat at Yankee Stadium. Wasn't it a walk-off single? 
some elegance to it. Classic Jeter. Seinfeld, one last big episode. Then he moved on to other stuff. I like LeBron. I'm pro-LeBron. Uh, how lucky are we? A little cringy. He shouldn't retire, by the way. He's still great in moments and spurts and occasionally great for overall games. He wants to play with his son. That's pretty cool. But uh, how lucky are we? There's a lot of good players in this league. One of them just swept you. <laughs> the Lakers, the Lakers could be lucky, speaking of that, to beat the Nuggets in a series the next two to three years because it's highly unlikely. So you heard what Colin Cowherd had to say, basically saying, bro, that was very cringy. Right, and he took a little shot at him at the end, talking about, you know, they're not a, we, you know, you're gonna miss me. We're going. He was like, there are a lot of great players who like to watch, like Nikola Jokic, the person that just swept you. I was like, Jesus Lord, this is a LeBron supporter. So what y'all gonna do, man? Y'all gonna give y'all gonna give him some lashes for not twerking with you guys? I don't, I don't understand. He didn't twerk. He what? He missed. He went off. He oh, let me guess. He missed. He he missed the beat. He was off beat. He was supposed to twerk, but then he slipped and then he fell. He says he said the truth, and then y'all then pulled out your high heels and started beating him all over the floor, right? Because he didn't twerk with y'all. Uh, <laughs> this is what Colin Coward is saying. Um, this this is this this is a this is a big story, but a lot of this is self inflicted. LeBron did it to himself. No one forced LeBron to go up there uh, and give that speech. No one did. He did it on his own, right? And if you're gonna do that, if you're gonna say things, you know, you can expect people to feel different ways about what you say. That's just the nature of the game. If you go up there and you're saying things that, you know, um. A lot of people feel a cringy by saying that you guys should be lucky to 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 see me play. That was that was a crazy statement. Right. I can't think of anybody that would say something like that. Really, I can't. I can't really think of an, another player that will say something like y'all better be lucky to see me to see me play. It's like to to a to a to an audience on television. Um, it was pretty, pretty cringy. But again, there's some people that love this. Right. There's some people that love it. There's some people that think. You know, th th this is the way to be. This is the way you do things. And, um, you know, to some LeBron supporters, he can do no wrong. He can do no wrong. And uh, even us here even discussing this, that's already a problem. They're already looking at it as an attack. Oh, my God. Why are you saying this about LeBron? How dare you? Who are you to be saying this and this and this and this? How dare you? And all of these different things. But listen, I think Colin Cowherd had a right to say that. Right. He had a right to say that. Listen, there are a lot of people that love LeBron, but there are a lot of people out there that cannot wait for him to retire. It's just the truth. Read comments. There are a lot of people that love LeBron, but there are a lot of people out there that cannot wait to see him retire from basketball because of these antics, right? It's just the reality. There are a lot of people that just cannot stand it, right? And um, I, I'm, not, I, I'm not sure if LeBron is aware of that. I'm not sure that he's aware how he comes off at times, right? I'm not sure. He understands that. And the part that I think some of his supporters need to understand is we don't need to like it the way you do. This is the part y'all are not getting. We don't need to feel the way about LeBron the way you feel. This is, we, We're not obligated to, to feel that way because you think it's great, because you think he's saying something fantastic. That is your opinion. But we don't need to feel that way. It's our prerogative to feel however we want to feel. And we don't have to like what you like. Now, if you're enjoying this show, be sure to follow us on Facebook at Dreamers Pro Official, Instagram at Dreamers Pro, and leave a review to let us know what you think about today's show. Now, let's continue to the next segment. You guys know that uh, there's been a lot of discussion 
uh, taking place in uh, the sports world around ESPN and the, in the recent layoffs that they had of some 20 high profile um, employees that used to work at the company. And because of that, a lot of people have been discussing what's been going on, um, you know, at the network, uh, even just I believe it was yesterday or the day before yesterday. Stephen A. Smith published a show from his podcast where basically he went on a tirade about, you know, about people like uh, Dan Lebitard. He went after people that were basically saying that ESPN is over. He was telling everyone what the stats are of the network. You know, if you guys think it's over, it's, you, you got something else coming. He was saying all of the all of the other sports platforms that they were ahead of. Um, and he said that basically, you know, he's going to be coming for you guys and letting you guys know what's up. Right. So he he pretty much drew his line in the sand that he's going to be 100 uh, percent loyal uh, to, S- to ESPN. So I was going through the Internet, um, just looking for things to talk about on our show here. And I came across a clip. And in this particular clip, if it featured um, Stephen Jackson, right now, Stephen Jackson, who's worked, I believe, at ESPN and also worked. Uh, at FS1, Matt Barnes, I believe, still works there, was working there. I don't know. Um, and they, I think that's where they cultivated a relationship with Rachel Nichols, who they're very, very uh, loyal to, right? And who I think she's now part of, um, what is it? The, um, what's the name of their show? All the Smoke Podcast. And not not part of the podcast, but the company that owns their show. I don't know, the, I don't know that company because it's not my business to know. It's none of my business. But anyway, she's affiliated uh, with them there. So, you know, he shows his loyalty uh, towards her. So in this audio, he was talking about the success of that they had, you know, after they created this morning show that was doing very well. But when it came time for them to be respected and to be compensated for the work that they put forth, uh, ESPN was reluctant to give them the, you know, give them the, the money that they were due. So what we want to do is uh, play exactly what Stephen Jackson had to say here, and then we're going to come back and get into the show. So take a listen to what he had to say. Well, let's talk about this because you do have your own show. You have all the smoke. You have your own platform. We just saw what happened at ESPN, mm-hmm. you know, with all of the layoffs. And and were you super surprised when that happened, or was that something that people in the industry knew was coming? Hey, if you've been in the podcast space, if you've seen the stuff we've been doing um Gilbert Arenas, Knuckleheads, all these basketball <laughs> players and stuff like that, you knew this was coming mm. um, because we all worked at ESPN. We, m- Me and Matt, um, when Rachel Nichols first started the show, the jump with me and uh, Tracy McGrady, that, sto- that, sh- that show went through the roof, and uh, they didn't want to pay us. So as, as they wasn't paying the players and the people that was making the shows hot, everybody started declining the deals. So they start giving jobs to people who just wanted to be on TV. Well, now everybody's in the podcast space. This show is more entertaining than anything on ESPN. This show. Mm-hmm. There's so many shows from our culture that are more entertaining than what they're talking about. Perfect example. When Stephen A. gets off his show, he goes straight to his podcast. Right. To say things that he couldn't say on ESPN. Yeah, that's right. Right? Because this is what's hot right now. So they're fine people because nobody's watching. Especially not when basketball season's not going on. Right. Nobody's watching. So this is what it is. This is what everybody wants to see and hear. The real. <laughs> say one, one, one thing about me and Matt. One thing about me and Matt, the reason why we, we succeed, we don't hate on nobody. Right. It's, right. it's enough space for all of us to get this money. And I'm happy my brother's in this space. So two um, legends that's in the sports uh, world. I, I love it because it's entertainment. It's something mm-hmm. new. Like mm-hmm. when me and Matt did all the smoke, we was the first professional athletes with championships, with the experience that didn't mind smoking for everybody to see, right? So we did something smoking that was different. It's, right. it's enough space for all of us to get this money. And mm-hmm. like when me and Matt did all the smoke, we was the first professional athletes with 
with championships, with the experience that didn't mind smoking for everybody to see, right? So we did something smoking that was different. Camera. I tell people all the time, like I was just talking to them in the back. When people ask me about podcasts or shows, bro, do it. Just do something that hasn't been done because it's enough for all of us out here. So you heard what he had to say, right? Now, he says something else about going out there and, you know, trying to make it on your own, right? Um, and I commend what he had to say, but here's the thing. Not a lot of people want to do that. Um, a lot of people are, okay, they, they, they are, they are reluctant to let go of the security that a high paying job gives them, especially when you're working at the level that these guys are working at, uh, in sports media. When you have that check clearing every year for two, three, four, whatever, $5 million every single year, um, it's hard to walk away from that, you know, to forego that guaranteed money, then to go out there and try to create something on your own. That's how some people are. Other people are just looking to ways to stack their money, stack their money, stack their money because they have a bigger plan that they want to go after. And once they get, you know, a certain amount of funds saved up, they're like, OK, I got enough money to take care of myself and I got enough money to invest in this project. Let's go do it. If it doesn't work out, at least I'm going to be well taken care of. Some people think that way and others don't. So when you hear Steven Jackson trying to implore some people to take the plunge and go out there and really try to do it on their own. Not everyone wants to do that. Not everyone wants to do that. To be totally honest with you, some people talk about Stephen A. Smith. They say, oh, Stephen A. Smith, why, is she, why hasn't he left ESPN? Why hasn't he left ESPN? And then some people say, why should he leave ESPN? He's making millions. Why would he leave the network? And then other people are like, yeah, he's making millions, but he has a big enough following that if he goes out there, he can make even more money. And number two, he can control his schedule. He can control. But not everyone thinks that way. Not everyone thinks that way. And the fact of the matter is, listen, if you truly want to get paid what you're worth, you better go out there and create the value that you believe you're worth. You know, it's not the way I look at it is this. It's not up to a company to make your dreams come true. Let me repeat that once more. It's not up to your employer to make your dreams come true. If you want your dreams to come true, you need to make your dreams come true. It's up for your it's up to your employer to pay you what they believe is fair. And if you and if and what they what they're paying you, if you if you believe, you know, um, if you believe it's not fair and it's not going to be able to facilitate you, uh, facilitate you reaching your bigger goals, then you need to figure out something. I mean, it's, it's just a, it's just a reality of the matter. It's just a fact of the matter. If you want to buy a Porsche and you earn, let's say, I don't know, um, one hundred and twenty thousand dollars a year. But you don't feel comfortable, you know, you don't feel like that's enough and you wish you need, you feel like, okay, if I'm earning 250, I'll feel more comfortable buying a Porsche, but your job, you know, they're not going to pay you $250,000. What do you do? Are you going to sit there and complain about the fact that they're not going to pay you that? They're not going to give you a raise of 120, $130,000 in the time frame that you wanted, or you figure out other means to go out there and get and make your dreams a reality. There's more than one way to skin a cat. But what creates frustration is when you think that, oh, just because these guys employ me in my mind, they should do, they should make my dreams a reality. Where in your awful letter did they say that, hey, we're here to make your dreams a reality? Where did they say that? Number one. Number two, if you where have you ever seen the person doing the exact same job that you're doing, but living the life of your dreams? We just got to be honest with ourselves. We got to be honest with ourselves. We got to be honest with ourselves. You know, I used to work with my father. He's a very successful businessman on his own, but he wasn't going to pay me what I wanted to make. You know, so I said, OK, I got to go figure it out for myself. You got dudes talking about you live in a hut. I, right, bro, whatever makes you sleep well at night. 
Mr. 2000, whatever makes you sleep well at night. So I told myself, I said, nah, this is not the life I want to live. I have bigger dreams for myself. It's not up to him to make my dreams a reality. He's not going to see what I want to see. He's not going to, he's not going to, if I want a certain thing, he's not going to see it in his mind at all. Let me do this because, no. So I had to say, okay, pops, love you. I still love him to this day, my man, but I had to go do my own thing. And now I still get, I get even more respect because he's like, yo, you went out there, you followed your dreams and you're making it happen for yourself. That's how it works. No one owes you your dreams. You know, so for by Steven Jackson saying that about taking the plunge, a lot of people won't do that. They're going to sit there and complain about why so-and-so person is not giving them what they what they believe they're worth. If you believe you're worth it and they're not going to give it to you, my God, you got to do something. You got to move your ass. You got to do something. The world ain't waiting. The world is not waiting. So you got to go grab it. Thank you for listening to today's show. And don't forget to let us know what you think about today's show on iTunes or any of your favorite podcasting platforms.